raw as fuck conversations about truth. Let's get started. Quick disclaimer before we dive in, what we talk about on In My Truth tends to be very raw and can be triggering. I have included in the show notes links to resources and places where you can get support and help if you do find yourself triggered by what we talk about. Welcome everyone to this episode of In My Truth. I have Joe Hodson with me. We actually tried to record a couple of weeks ago and I was sitting in a laundry room on the floor. I'm on the floor again. I, I tend to somehow end up sitting on the floor when I'm not at, not at home. Uh, but I was in the laundry room of the apartment I was staying at in Mexico, sitting on the floor and we continued to be interrupted by my high quality Mexican <laughs> Wi-Fi. So we're, we're take two here. And um, this time we seem to be good. So I'm very excited to have you on the show, Joe. Thank you so much for your patience. And sorry about what happened last time. I think we attempted about five, five times and then we were just like, no. Nah. Yeah, just like we're not in the moment anymore. <laughs> we're trying to persevere. Not really the right um, kind of setup for having deep, intense conversations. <laughs> We gave it a good shot, though. We gave it a good we shot. We did. We did. We're now. Well, Mercury's now in retrograde, so hopefully that doesn't stuff us up. <laughs> no, it be good. it'll be good. All right, tell us a little bit about you, Joe. Mm, about me. Um, mm, well, I was. I. Yeah. Well, I, I was first drawn because we don't really know each other. No, we? we don't. <laughs> Our last attempt at the podcast, but I saw you posted on instagram i think it was that you were creating this space to to talk about truth and i immediately felt drawn to that because what i found in my in my personal life and my work and the two very much blend in from one to the other that diving in and actually you know finding our stories and then finding a way to share that like articulate what that inner world is like is something i'm absolutely fascinated by so as a i guess a short back history of me is I used to work in architecture that was never my calling in life I realized I'd done that because that was what I'd done because I thought I should do something that was credible in the world of design and so even though I've always been a creative that was very much me doing something that had looked had some prestige and status it was never my thing and once I made that connection I quit that life and back in early 2013 and then just launch myself into this whole journey of, well, who am I then? If I'm not that person, who, who am I? So I trained as a health coach. I was health coaching for a while, realized food was more of a gateway into connecting with myself and not the thing in and of itself. I wanted to coach people around the whole, my own mindset and my world was just going super intense because I found the work of Brene Brown, like loved her. And so now I do a lot more sort of mindset work, although plant-based food does come into it because I think how we, how we connect with our bodies and if we eat closer to source, that get, create, you know, creates a much deeper connection spiritually. All that stuff does factor into my work, but it's not the, the thing I work around. But I've, also, I've always created, so I love design work. So now I tend to bring a lot of the, the visual elements into sort of, the storytelling because I love writing that's my way of kind of processing my head mm -hmm. so it's taken me a long time to factor you know to figure out well what is the food and the writing and the and the the design work and the kind of the mindset stuff how does that all sit together but I'm 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 finding now finally after all these years that it's beginning to all slot into place and actually it does form this really sort of cohesive bigger picture but ultimately 
I love the idea that when we share our own truth, our own stuff, it kind of opens up a, a platform and gives permission for, for other people to step into that space. And I feel like by showing up here with you today, well, hopefully the hope is that we'll reach other people in some way and some, something that, I don't know, we might kind of talk about will just trigger something in someone to take them on a bit of a journey. And that fascinates me. And it's kind of what I want to explore more of. Mm. And so I've got no idea what my life will look like in a week or a month or a year or 10 years. And I kind of don't really care because the more we can just be with whatever we're going through, I think ultimately the better life will be, but it, it, it's hard because I'm trying to be more and more present in every moment. But mm. I do find that when I get overwhelmed, I run straight back up to my head and then that's not a great place to be. And then I was like, oh, bring myself back down. So it's this constant battle of being in my heart and being in my head, yep. like running between the two, which gets quite exhausting. <laughs> oh, I can totally relate to all of that. And I think, you know, we're absolutely on the same page here about this kind of being in truth and being in authenticity and opening up this space for us to have a conversation, but how that, you know, it's going to help us. I mean, I know every single time I record with somebody afterwards, I'm like, Oh wow. I feel like lighter. I feel different. I feel better. Um, but I, I truly believe it's going to help other people as they kind of listen in like a fly on the wall to what we're talking about. So thank you for coming on and being brave to (laughs) sit in that. I think it's almost, what you were talking about, about being present, I mean, this is really also being present with our current untruth, like being present and sitting into not something we figured through a year ago or five years ago or whatever. And the stories that we've kind of got in mm. our mind around that, but like, what is it right now? What is it today? That's like on me that I'm just not quite sure um, mm. what it actually is. So I don't know. Let's dive in. What is it that's mm. kind of coming up for you at the moment? I know what it was two weeks ago, but I wonder if it's actually shifted. <laughs> what is this? interesting thing because literally I mean it was barely two weeks if that it was like I don't know week two weeks and I already feel there's been a shift mm-hmm. I mean still the stuff that was in my mind then is, is still sort of relevant but what's going on for me right now is it's kind of it's around the fact that I I know I, I experience life quite intensely and when something catches my attention I can be very full on. Mm-hmm. Um, so things don't, it, it might take quite a while for something to catch my attention, but it, when it does, I'm there. So that could be uh, a relationship, like a romantic relationship. That could be a new business proposition or an idea. Mm-hmm. And the th- there's a couple of things in that. That one part of me wants to be that intense person unapologetically. And I'm trying to step into that space. But what I notice is that I have a tendency to fall in love with potential Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily a bad thing because for example, if I'm working with a client and I sort of, I can see they're great can, but we're on the same page. We're working towards the same thing that can be beautiful. But the problem I'm finding and it's, it happens again and again, it's, it's kind of sort of just happened again very recently is that when it comes to say relationships, I will, I'll fall in love with potential. So I'll, I'll meet someone and very quickly, my mind will be like, this is a right, you know, I'll be able to mm-hmm. just spin out this whole beautiful thing of what could be yet on the ground. Maybe there's like all these red flags and I'm just glossing over them mm-hmm. because I've already, I'm like, I'm justifying all the shitty stuff that's happening on the ground because I'm so invested in this vision that I've built. Yeah. And is that what's happened recently? That <laughs> is that what we're talking about? 
it was sort of beginning to happen again. It happened really bad at the end of last year. I, I got stung in a relationship that was, he was very narcissistic and I kept justifying everything. So it took me, took me quite a while to come out of that, uh, to sort of get over that. So that was the end of last year, beginning of this year. And I was just really frustrated with the fact that, oh, how could this happen again? And then literally five weeks ago, met someone who initially seemed to match my intensity mm. if anything was even more so and so all the body language and everything he was saying and then all of a sudden he was like well I don't I, I don't feel what you're feeling and I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa hang on like where, where's this coming from because that's not for one thing how do you know what I'm feeling but also that's not what you've been demonstrating so what, what where am I? and so it just it's it spun me right out. And so we had a, you know, really kind of deep conversation and mm. I found myself almost thinking, well, do I need to apologize for, mm-hmm. for, because I know I can be quite intense and I will jump into something and I will overwhelm other people and myself. But in times gone past when I've tried to sort of cap that intensity, I've tried to sort of, I guess, rein myself in and not be so, full-on in in any aspect well then you just live a you live a very dull sort of dumbed down version of your life like that I don't think that works. no it's not and it's not so well that's not your truth either what you're saying your truth is is that intensity is that passion for something when when it takes hold so it's like how do I be in that <laughs> and it's like how do I how I sort of I'm getting closer to trying to live it unapologetically but I I do find myself sort of trying to like contain it and like curtail it and and so that I don't make it harder for other people who who might not you know if it's it's too much you know the too muchness I've always struggled with the too muchness of of that and the high energy Mm. so I was always a really high energy child and ADHD didn't really exist as a diagnosis back then. I mean, I'm 36 now. So, um, so that wasn't really a thing when I was a child and it's literally been the last two or three years that I realized that that's, that's, that's what I am. So I've been coming to terms with the, the my, my ADHD, I'm, but I, I'm still only part way there. So as soon as I sort of see someone, I don't know, mirroring, struggling with that in some way I immediately get overwhelmed and I think okay well that's it's my fault I've got to do something I've got to to change the situation I've got to do something to make it better for them or one of the things we we began talking about last time when we recorded was this idea that I struggle with disappointing people and I think that all gets rolled into that as well because I want people to understand me Mm -hmm. I want someone to to get it Mm -hmm. whereas when I'm super hyper or super intense I don't think they do get it so then I end up being this weird thing of ah uh, like if I show up fully as me but what if that's not received what if that doesn't land with the other person in whatever context it is whatever kind of relationship business personal whatever and that I find that terrifying because I it's almost like if that doesn't if they don't really understand who I am well do that do then I do I understand who I am yet I don't it, it's and I almost don't want that to be I don't want to see that confusion in someone else's eyes because mm. that then throws me into my own confusion that I haven't really quite worked through 
so it's almost I guess I don't I don't trust myself and I'm still looking for the external validation mm. in how I show up and who I am and and how I live and so I notice that I will dampen down who I am so that I can in the hopes of receiving that validation like I can I can feel that sometimes yeah and I don't know if I'm putting the words to it very well but ugh, it's such a frustrating like halfway there but not <laughs> oh I can totally I can totally relate and I mean like ugh, feels like it's obviously the day for it. it's obviously in the air because I've been I've been thinking about this a lot today and even was talking with a girlfriend over lunch about it but you know I feel like this is the first time in my life that I've been dating. So I'm 38. I was married for eight years prior to that within a seven year relationship. And for the last two and a half years, I, I then also entered another year and a half relationship. So I'm now three months into being single dating, but this time knowing that this, I'm making a commitment to myself. I am, I need to be on my own for a while or not in like a committed living together type arrangement sort of thing. Mm. And I mean, I'm just looking at myself totally like the experience I'm having now is quite different because I am very committed to just showing up in my authentic self. And I think the truth is previously I knew how to get the guy. Like I knew how to get the guy. I knew what to show, how to temper all the different parts of me, bring these ones to light, hide these ones to get the guy. But then I spend all the time trying to live up to that kind of what I'd put forward. Yeah. But what's, who's the real me? Like one, I'm deep. Like I like going deep. I don't like having a lot of surface level conversation, yeah. not super light. You know, I can do it. We can have fun, whatever. But I love to dive into things. Also, I'm really emotional. Like, and also I'm a lot of things. Like I don't even want to even label or list them because they're changing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I hear you on the label thing as well. <laughs> But I'm just like this, yeah. uh, you know, I am how and who I am and I can feel myself now um, or just when I meet people or whatever. And as I say, I mean, I'm not looking to get into a relationship, but whatever connections I am forming, even friendships or colleagues or whatever it might be, I'm just like, I just, it's so scary, but I'm like, this is it. Like, this is it. And this is where it is today. And this is how I am today. And mm you know what, if that is too much for you and I know mm. that that too much, God, I can just relate to that really. Um, mm. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared as well, but I'm also, I don't want to have to live up to what I thought that person might like mm. for the rest of however long we're going to be in each other's lives. Like it just, the wall, it all comes falling down. Mm. Um, and you know, I used to think, this person has put me on a pedestal and now they're trying to pull me down. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, did they put me on a pedestal or did I show up on that pedestal mm. in a way? Do you know what I mean? Like, did I show up like that so that they could put me there? And now I'm upset that they're pulling me down, mm. but really I could never live up to yeah. whatever that is that I've kind of like portrayed myself to be. Mm. For me, it was always like, cool girl. Like I'm so cool. I'm so chill. I'm so easy to get along with and easy to easy going, which basically just meant I had no fucking personal boundaries at all. And now I'm trying to have personal boundaries and it's hard. Like literally yesterday I had to set a boundary. Um, and I mean, it's just, it was so hard for me to say, no, I don't want this. 
because I don't know, what am I afraid of? Like that, I'll, that person will no, never want to be, see me again or what? Well, for me, I, I yeah, like the boundary thing, I, I, it's a massive struggle for me. And for me, it's because I don't want to disappoint them. Mm. I don't want to create a scenario where I'd be letting them down. And, and, you know, so basically I'll say no to myself so I don't say no to them. So I don't disappoint them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times when I've, when I've been able to set boundaries, but so many times I don't even see it until retrospectively. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, that's where I should have set a boundary. And then doing it retrospectively is like very difficult. You kind of need to see it ideally in the, in the beginning and, and create that content at the outset. And I just often don't even, see what needs to be done I don't often see those boundaries because I'm so willing to to make sure I don't disappoint mm-hmm. um and but then I get taken advantage of mm. you know so I guess two ways you know I get taken advantage of because I don't want to disappoint and I don't let people down but also because I'm invested in this vision that I've seen from the outset and regardless of all these red flags flagging up going up everywhere that I, I just don't see them mm. so I'll end up getting, getting yeah getting hurt because I, I, someone said to me the other, guy, other, other day, it's a guy, a guy friend, um, who yeah, I've known for a little while. It's quite interesting. I mean, I did go on a few dates with him, so there'd been that sort of energy there, but it never really gone anywhere. So, but it's someone who's still sort of, he's, he's sort of known me from that angle, but not really. Mm-hmm. And he put me to me like, um, you know, you, you, you give all of yourself very quickly. And he didn't mean that in like a, in a, in a horrible way. And I was like, but that's who I am. And he's like, but, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's quite good. it's good to hold some stuff back sometimes. Mm. Whatever. It's like, but but that's not who I am. I'm like, have it all like. Yeah. <laughs> and it really, I was like, I got really upset in him saying that. Not not at him saying that, but in the realization that I could see the benefit in what he was saying. I, I get it. I see that. But that's not who I am. So literally, it's like have all of me within like a few days, and. And I was just sort of sitting with that. It's like, what do I do with that? Because if I, if I do what he's saying and, and like hold some of it back, you know, like sort of let it out slowly or whatever. Like, but it's not who you are. You know, play the game a bit or whatever. Oh man, I relate to this. That would so, be a fake yeah. version of me. That doesn't sit right with me at all. But I'm kind of doing myself a disservice by just throwing all out the table and saying here I am (laughs) or are you that's what I'm asking myself as well because I am also very open very transparent very willing to go deep and just get to it fairly quickly and I think about the same thing like oh you know is this just too much too soon or whatever but then I think I'm leaning like this is a really good conversation to be having but I'm leaning more toward this is how it is. And this is who I am. Like this feels more natural to me, unless there's Mm. some truth that I need to figure out or the question that we could be asking ourselves is more along the lines of like, why, like, why do I want to give it all so quickly? Like, is there something in that? I don't know. That could be, (laughs) that could be something to dive into. (laughs) Interesting as well. We were talking about the too muchness stuff earlier. And this same, this same guy, this friend, um, I think a few weeks prior when I was first struggling with this too muchness thing. um, And I can't quite remember what triggered this first kind of, kind of implosion in my head and I was like oh I need someone to speak to he said um something that I found interesting he said Joe what's the opposite of too much 
And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what's the opposite of too much? And I was like, not enough. Mm. Ah, interesting. Because I'd been trying to back off from too much. I'd been trying to sort of uh, put a lid on the too muchness of my life, you know, for, for most of my adult life, I guess, subconsciously, because I didn't want people to, to see. I don't know. I'm, quite, I'm much more of an introvert. Like I'm, I can be really high energy, but I have to be with people. I have to be in, a, in an environment where it just feels right. Mm-hmm. I'm naturally much more of an introvert and I don't want to be the center of attention. So like at school, I was this quiet girl at home. I was this crazy monster, but at school I was this quiet girl because I don't want to be the center of attention. So therefore I managed to hold in all the energy until I got home. But I'd been sort of doing that. I'd been like, yeah, like putting a lid on myself for most of my life. And so therefore, in, in a way, by doing that, if I was pushing away from the one end of the scale, that was too much. I'd sort of throw myself to the other end, which was not enough. And I do struggle with the not enoughness, mm. uh, you know, self-worth and whatever. And I was like, oh, I'd never seen those two ends of the same scale before until that moment when he said, well, what's the opposite of too much? Mm. I was like, not enough. Oh. So that was a really interesting realization that they were, they were two two ends. sides of the same coin, maybe. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow. So literally, I've it's like I've thrown myself in the not enough end by pushing against the too muchness because I don't I didn't want to be seen as too much or I didn't think that was appropriate or you know I wouldn't whatever it is I'd I'd by default sort of thrown myself down the other end, which was the not enough space. And that was really interesting to me that, oh, so I'm now dancing down here and I don't want to be down there. I want to be owning mm. well, what I see as too much. And it's probably not even too much. That's just my perception of it. You know, that's a, it's a whole crazy thing. But I need to be allowing myself to be up there because otherwise I'm just going to end up dabbling and just playing around with the not enough all the time. And that's always going to then be that annoying, vicious cycle that plays out in, in things. So yeah the, the the intensity is something that i'm it's a, it's a dance i'm doing at the moment in terms of how how i allow it to be seen how i allow myself to show it what it's yeah it's a it's frustrating because it i do find it quite difficult i i i'm cool with the deep vulnerable conversations but allowing what i see as too much to be seen um i don't really know what that how that's going to be how how that's going to land with people and that I find very very scary but I know it's necessary because otherwise I'm constantly going to be doing myself a disservice if I don't occupy that space I'm going to be I'm going to I'm never going to move away from uh the you know the struggles with self-worth if I don't allow and acknowledge and like honor and own the the too muchness Mm -hmm. And which is still just a label it's still still, just yeah. a label right yeah. and I, I need to be okay with the fact it's not too much that was just my judgment of it i need to get rid of that judgment yeah and because for the right people mm. it won't be too much it'll be just mm. right you know exactly um and it's i feel it's, exactly it's, the same so yeah that's that's the that's the truth of it that that okay well how do i deal with the intensity that i'm judging myself for and therefore i'm probably creating environments where I'll there will be judgment you know I'll probably be looking at it, you know if that's what I if I if I'm judging myself thinking this is too intense this is too much then I'm going to be looking for confirmation from that you know that's what will show up 
to you know to an extent so ah but i find that really difficult because just yeah to like validate myself without looking for external input i i find hard like i need i need some kind of context to bounce off but that's not always helpful when it's the work you need to do for yourself i can totally relate and i i mean Um, for me it's um, (laughs) i'm super emotional like i always have been very sensitive very emotional um and yeah i've gone through periods where i've managed to push that down and numb it out and all of those things that are not healthy and you know last year in october i had a breakdown and ever since then it's all, I mean, even it started before then, but the emotions are really flowing out of me. I went to yoga today and I was like, I cried, I laughed. I literally felt the best I've felt in days and the worst I've felt in days on that mat in that one hour. And it just was this moment of like, man, being human is like all of these emotions and they come in every day. And like, I'm, I'm currently sober, like almost over three months, um, and after coming out of struggling with like all of this sabotage and numbing out and things, I'm like pretty clean and clear right now. Like I'm really mm. doing my best not to numb in any way, whether it's busyness, whether it's men, whether it's the alcohol, like all of that. Mm. Um, but I'm feeling things like even more intensely and I'm very, very aware of that range of, and that spectrum of emotions. And I have nothing to blame it on. Like I don't have a hangover. I don't have you know, I'm so busy and stressed. Like I'm really actually not stressed. Like everything I do in my work, I love. And for some reason right now, I, I don't know, I'm not stressed about work at all. I just, I'm so peaceful with it. I'm just like floating with, with work, even though I have a lot on, I just feel very in flow. It's definitely relationships like, and and not, not necessarily just romantic ones, but the, the people side is what stresses me in my life right now. But every single day, it's like all these emotions and I'm just feeling them and it's up and it's down. And I am glad we're having this conversation because I am judging myself massively all the time on how emotional I am. Mm. And that label of like, oh, she's so emotional. I imagine people saying that like, oh God, Sarah, it's so emotional. She's, oh, she's very, very emotional, isn't she? She's highly emotional, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. Like what, I don't know who these people are that are saying it. And I don't know like what context I'm imagining this in, but. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the truth right now is like, I'm a little bit ashamed of it, or I'm trying to just own it. Exactly what you said about your too muchness. Like I am just trying to own how emotional I am and just be like, cool, I am. It's okay. Like, and I would rather the people in my life that stick around, love me and just be like, yeah, cool. Do you, what do you need from me right now while you're having yeah, yeah. one of your meltdowns or while you're really high, I'm really happy about something or yeah. like, what is it? Because I don't want to feel like I can't be the way that I am around people. And I think the, the biggest challenge, like as we meet new people and we show up how we are, the thing that I'm scared of is that sense of rejection and that yes. sense of like, I don't want to be around you because you're too emotional, <laughs> like, mm. or you are emotional, you are more emotional than is to my liking. Like, but isn't that better? I think that's better. I think that's what I want. I think I want those people to move away from me. I just don't want to like actually experience it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In theory, that's what I want. In practice, I'm like, oh, just love me. Everybody love me. <laughs> a, few, a, few, a few moments ago, you, you said the word ashamed. And I was like, oh, wow, that's the first time that's come up in this conversation. I think, well, it might, it might have not, but the first time I noticed it, because I know for me, this, the, 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 the sort of the, 
yeah, the sort of stories I had from when I was little, when I was really hyperactive and really like, I was, I, I was this awful, well, my behavior at home was like, I've got so much shame around that. I've got so much shame around how, mm. how hard work I was for my parents. I've got a lot of shame around how I ruined so many meal times and so many family trips by having a massive tantrum. And so, you know, therefore my brother and sister, I feel didn't get the attention they deserve. So there's, there's all this guilt and shame that, that I'm dealing with now because now I recognize it, that it wasn't my fault. And the, the, the struggle I think is that it was so, it wasn't, I was choosing to be this, to have a tantrum I, it was literally out of my control I had so much excess energy that it and I didn't know how to channel it it just blew up whereas now I just go to the gym all the time and I have ways of channeling that excess energy it hasn't gone anywhere I just know how to deal with it yeah when you're when you're you know when you're little you just don't know what's going on so I remember feeling like almost I wasn't just in control of my own body and being so frustrated and I used to write my mum little um love letters and put them under a pillow apologizing for how horrible I was and stuff like that because I felt so bad mm. Even in the moment when she was at a wit's end like you know shouting at me like for goodness sake whatever and I'd be thinking why am I doing this why am I being this horrible person why? and I couldn't help it and um so I think even now like sometimes I'll I'll have a conversation with a potential client and when it starts looking like they might want to work with me, I can often feel, and I, and I, this frustrates the hell out of me, but I can often feel myself finding ways to like direct them down another path, like literally put them off from wanting to work with me because they then might get to see the real me if they invest their time. And then, you know, then they'll realize I'm this rubbish person. Then they'll realize actually I'm not going to meet their expectations. Then, you know, all this stuff spins out. I'm fine when it's sort of, short sharp like you know a few sessions it isn't but if it's sort of like oh but if they work with me for three months or six months then they'll they'll be disappointed at some point you know I'm going to let them down and all that stuff so many times has has yeah I've ended up rejecting rejecting client potential clients because I it's a not enoughness thing. I don't, and I don't want to disappoint them. The fear of disappointment is so strong. I won't let, even let them work with me. So they can't then be disappointed. That's definitely played out more times than I, you know, well, it's, it's and that's crazy because it's a lose lose. I mean, they lose out on working with me yeah. and I lose out on the client. So is that like, um, I don't want them to reject me for being too much. So I'll, push them away before they even get to see that too much yeah it's, yeah it's definitely in part that i think it's also sort of there's an element of imposter syndrome and there's an element of sort of i'm i'm not i'm not good enough for them i think some of it all, it all comes down to the fact that as a kind of a multifaceted kind of creative i don't i don't just do design i don't just do coaching you know so i judge myself for being I don't know, say good at a lot of things, but not amazing at one thing. So I see someone who just does graphic design is like, well, they must be better than me because they only do that thing. Whereas that's only one of the things I do. So therefore I'm not as good as them. So why wouldn't that client want to work with them? You know, I'll, I'll play that kind of scenario out because mm. I have multiple things that I do, even though I know in reality that I'm good at what I do. And I know how these things intertwine. I know I offer a very valuable service. I can still sometimes get totally overpowered by the like little dialogue. It's like, yeah, but really rubbish, but 
really they're going to see that you're not that good after you know that little voice will just throw it out of the way even though i know intellectually that's all bullshit and i can deliver the deliver what i'm saying and deliver it there's still that at some point oh but this the idea that i won't meet their expectations even though there's no reason for me not to it's yeah and I think so the too muchness definitely comes into it. The not enoughness definitely comes into there. It's like a strange thing when I'm bouncing from one end to the other of the spectrum. And it's like neither end is a great place. So I need to sit in the middle, but mm. I don't tend to sit in the middle. <laughs> so therefore, like, ugh. Um, it, it, I, I think also like, one of the reasons it feels so present for me as a truth is that often when you start working through something, it, it feels worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. But awareness yeah. of something that you weren't aware of before it was like ignorance is bliss and then suddenly like you know it's really Mm. sticky and ah um but that means i know i'm getting through it but it's ah so um i'm in that horrible icky ah swampy stage at the moment with with these kind of this kind of stuff but i am trusting that's a good sign because i know i'm i'm getting to the other side of stuff that's been playing out kind of under the radar all my life. I think this is kind of cool because um, obviously I have the benefit that our listeners don't, but we kind of started talking a little bit about this two weeks ago and it was very much on the not enough stuff. And it's been like two weeks and already I can see, you know, and you can see and you can feel this, oh, hang on, there's this too much stuff at the same time. I think it's so interesting, like you said, once we start diving into something like as our as we start diving in, like our uh, perspective, view, understanding of it becomes like so much more round, I suppose. Like there's just so much more to it because I'm like, it's it's two ends of the same. Like, I love that, like too much or not enough. And it started with, I'm not enough. Mm. But now you're saying like, oh, but there's all this time where I think I'm too much. And I'm like super curious about this, I wonder if it, yeah, there's some like sabotage before you even get to a point because you don't want that rejection of the two. Cause it feels like the too much is the more authentic you, yeah. right? Like this is you, like you are intense and you're full of personality and all of that. And you're saying like, well, that feels like my truth, but that's scary because I've, you know, everything tells us to temper that. So it's almost like the not enough is like a sabotage so that you don't get your true self doesn't get rejected. And also I think, you know, if I was, if I did allow myself to fully show up as the, the, the too much version or whatever, that, that high energy, high energy rather than too much. <laughs> that, yeah. That would, it's, I'd get noticed and the, the fear of being noticed. I, I mean, I, um, I remember actually a few, must've been a couple of years ago when I was at my, sort of peak fitness and no maybe it was a bit more than that like I mean I'm I'm still fit pretty fit now I mean I go to the gym a lot it's, it's my main way I channel all the energy mm-hmm. which is the, the kind of the the bonus of that is you kind of like look quite fit so you know I'm not, I'm not complaining but um about say three or four years ago I was at my like peak fitness and I've been vegan for like eight years and so a lot of the people that I trained with at the gym were super curious around the fact, because it wasn't mainstream back then. So we're like, but where do you get your protein? And every day I'd have all these questions. Mm. And I don't tend to, because I'm quite quiet, I usually go to the gym, do my stuff or go to my class. And then I'll, I don't tend to mingle. I'm not a mingler anyway, really. I'm not, I'm not very good at chit chat. Um, so I won't often just be hanging out and chatting to people. So I knew the faces, but I didn't really 
no, it wasn't into the gossip and stuff. And then one day, one of the trainers said to me, Joe, you do know that everyone, everyone looks at you and you do, you do know you like, you, you know, everyone watches you. And I was just like, I had no idea. And it absolutely freaked me out um, that I was, I, I, so I, then I kind of like put, it felt like I was in this massive pedestal and I had to maintain this image that everyone had. I just absolutely freaked myself out that I was seen in a way that I, I just, I thought I went under the radar, but no, I, not at all, apparently. Um, but what I noticed off the back of that, and I didn't realize this was happening until sometime later, was that I lost, I wasn't training so hard and I lost my peak. Basically, I dropped down from being this, what, I don't know, whatever, like athlete, what, you know, this person that was kind of like, well, you know, Joe, she's like up here, to just being the top end of average. And so I literally dropped, dropped down into the average zone so that I didn't get noticed. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, didn't realize, and I was like, yeah so I just I just lost it a little bit on all levels just so that I wouldn't be noticed um and I see I see now that I think in a way that's that's kind of what's playing out if I allowed myself to be fully me you know the high energy version the, the, the risk of being too much and whatever that would be again me sticking my head above the parapet I would be seen and whilst there's certain parts of my life i'm happy to to dive in on deep vulnerable topics i i do a lot of that through my writing i'm comfortable with kind of sharing stuff i guess i'm i'm kind of comfortable from sitting behind my computer screen and sharing like that but literally physically me standing up and like mm-hmm. i don't know i you know that it just seems such a that's like oh really scary and i feel as though that was kind of the dynamic that played out when I realized people noticed me at the gym because I just got absolutely overwhelmed and I overwhelmed myself because I then felt I had to keep up this, this, this image that had someone else had painted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, well, I've got to maintain that then I can't let them down. See again, it's a disappointment. So there, which I hadn't really realized it's a dis- I, I, the fear then was I was disappointing the image that they had of me. Once I realized what it was, and that was really overwhelming. So mm-hmm. I sort of, if I, if I just lost my edge, then I wouldn't be noticed. And therefore then I wouldn't have anything to maintain. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have anything to, I don't know. It was, it was, it was quite bizarre because I didn't realize it playing out until probably about a year later when I was just yeah. that bit less fit and that bit less lean and that bit less whatever. Um, mm, man, I just like, am tired of trying to live up to some expectation that I, think that I've set for myself that I think everybody else thinks so I don't even it's, really know for sure what they think anyway my and, own story like, oh, you know, like isn't okay, it crazy? Well, maybe they had noticed but yeah <laughs> who can like why ah it just seems so crazy that that would have been that was a problem it was just it was a compliment it was literally said to me as a compliment but then mm-hmm. it it totally overwhelmed me and just like threw me into a spin and and the knock-on effect was it's great it was just a compliment that was said Ah, and it's it's all my own. It's all my own self judgment. It's all my own projections of what other people think, you know. So if I allow myself to be sharp fully as the most, uh, yeah, as the intense version of myself, whatever, like it's it's all my own projection of what people are going to think of that. I'm like, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. You don't even know. Like you never. We never. We never know. You walk into a room and show up like that with 10 people and there'll be a bunch of them that absolutely fucking love it. Mm. 
there'll be some that don't and there'll be some that couldn't even notice you or care. So that's just reality, right? And who, <laughs> like, am, I, and who am I to be, you know, to, you know, it's not my place to, to decide. Decide what people are going to think. Like that's irrelevant. Like it's just, it's crazy that that's, that thought process even kind of plays out. Like why, how, how does that help anything? <laughs> I know. And it's all just these stories. Like I, I have the story in my head that being emotional is, not good and having bad days is bad and not not thinking positively and being sparkly all the time is not a good thing and it's it's interesting because I'm staying in Chicago I got dengue fever in between now in between now um, recording I got dengue fever which is why I've ended up back in Chicago with my best mate who I've known since I was 13 Liam I got sick he booked me a flight and said just get to Chicago I'm looking after you known this guy 25 years and it was just yesterday I was like feeling really emotional and I was like <laughs> sitting on the couch in the morning having a cry or something and he was working and I had that thought in my head like oh my god he must be getting so sick of <laughs> sick of your sorry ass <laughs> crying all the time being emotional anyway he turned around and he's like oh man this full moon's really got me going <laughs> I'm like oh cool me too and we had like a we went for a walk and had like a bit of an emotional day together and I was like that's pretty cool but and I mean, I, he's one of the people in my life that I feel most safe, most accepted, most loved, most, you know, I've got certain people that they've proven they're going to be there no matter what. And it's funny that the story still comes into my mind, like, oh, maybe even they're going to get sick of mm. emotional Sarah. Like these people are not sick of emotional Sarah. They've known her for ages. They're like, you're all right. You can hang around. But yeah, I mean, I still... As you were speaking, what came up for me was that one of the things we, I think we said right at the beginning of the conversation or as I, as when you introduced me, was that this idea that when we show up as ourselves or when we were open, when we're diving into these conversations, it allows other people, it gives permission for other people to say, yeah. like by, by you allowing yourself to have that release of emotions, it, it, again, it invites other people into that space. I mean, I know sometimes when I, when I see the realness of someone, I do this particularly with women, women, I think because I've never, I've always been much more of a tomboy than a girly girl. And so I massively judge myself around things like makeup and, and fashion and stuff like that. So if I see uh, like a really, someone that I see as really well dressed, like really glamorous, whatever woman, I, I get like, I massively judge myself. So I'll, I'll often create a bit of distance between me and her. So that it's a preservation thing. But if I see some realness, like mm -hmm. whatever, like, you know, something that's not so, I don't know, pristine or that, I'd be like, wow, like it all, it all just creates such, like all that distance that I might've created you subconsciously will just evaporate. I'm like, wow, like, and that's so powerful. And similarly, yeah. um, I guess if I allow my too muchness, what I perceive as too much to to show up it gives other people the permission of having the same struggle in their own mind to show up in that way as well so like who are we not to allow it like but ah, uh, totally you know it's just crazy because that's the whole point of this isn't it that if we all show up as in our truth then yeah. we, we do that you not in a united way whatever that truth might be but yet we're on one hand acknowledging yeah. how important it is to be authentic, you know, honor our truth, live into that at the same time, still struggling with what that truth with showing up. Like it, it's crazy. Like we see it in one hand, but still struggle. It. Ah. I think the journey has to be to stay with it, to stay with ourselves, to stay with 
you know, for me, that journey is to stay with that emotional being that I am and just, you know, like be with her basically, like if you've ever done inner child work or whatever it might be, but the journey for me is to stay, not leave that emotional girl, but stay with her and sit next to her on the couch and be like, we're going to stay here and we're going to be, and we're going to share that with whoever's in the room with us or online or whatever it needs to be right now. We're not going to hide her because this is you this is who you are this is me right now and that me is just as valid as the other me and the other me and the other me like all the different labels all the different things I have am and have and experience are all valid and as soon as I depart myself and pull away from myself that is basically you know telling myself that deeper message that I'm communicating to myself is that I'm not good enough not enough not right not whatever so I think I don't know, the message that I'm getting right now from this conversation and what I'm feeling so clearly, because what I see in you is like, just fucking show up. Like, I want to meet that girl. Like, I want to be in that room when you walk in, you know? And, and, I, and you know, you kind of basically just reaffirm to me, like, keep doing you because that opens up space for me to be emotional or whatever. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like that is the message that I'm feeling loud and clear right now is just fucking stay just stay with that person be with that person be with that version of you Mm. and just stay with her don't abandon her don't leave her don't don't communicate to your higher self that you're not enough because you are (laughs) you are so very cool i've loved the word that's yeah go ahead go ahead what's what's come up for you well, as I said, the word that's the word that's been coming up for me a lot in the last few weeks in the conversations I've had with myself, but also other people, um, and also in the, in this conversation with the, the guy that I'd been I've been seeing sort of over the last few weeks, when when all the overwhelm flicked up and he was like, oh, I can't do this, can't do this, and it, it what 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 we ended up coming back down to once we kind of like regrounded and like you know just dropped right down was like lean in, yeah, because there was fear on my side of like, well, what's going on here? And, and flashbacks from other relationships that hadn't worked out and me just going off on one and just getting right in my head. And we, and then also his struggles that like he was bringing to the table and it was like, lean in, lean in. And, and then I, and quite a nice little way to end that bit of story is um, I'd recently been to a henna workshop. Um, I've got a friend who does beautiful like henna art. And Ooh, um, I love henna. I'd been to this workshop and as part of the workshop, we got um, given like a little cone of henna so that we could do stuff when we got home. And so I had this cone and I, and um, I saw this guy one weekend and, um, and I said to him, I said, Oh, can I do some henna? He was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, well, is there anything you, you particularly want? Have you got any ideas? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm totally cool. You do what you do, what you feel. And so right down the middle of his back um, on his spine in the area where he he previously said, "Oh, that's where I heard um I heard some podcasting, and apparently that's where that's where you let love in or something." I wrote the words "lean in" and then did like decoration around it and stuff, and um, it felt really powerful to have that shared experience. But also, it reaffirmed to me that's what I needed to do as well by actually off, by giving that and it being received. It was. I, you know, I was leaning in in that space in order to, it was just a really, really beautiful. Oh, I love it. I've got goosebumps. I'm like, just let lean into our truth, lean in to our lean authentic in. selves and don't, don't run yeah. away from it. Let's just keep, keep going yeah. with it. And the, the, the more resistance you feel, that's the sign to lean in that little bit harder. 
I love it, Joe. Yeah. I love it so much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both going to lean in. Yeah. 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 Leaning in. <laughs> leaning in. Oh my gosh. I really like, it's been kind of cool to chat briefly a few weeks ago and come back again. I'm really excited to see, I I do want to kind of get in the habit of checking back in with people in a couple of months time and just seeing how, whatever we talked about ended up playing out. And it's cool because with you, we've already seen that little tiny shift that happened. And now that we've had like the real conversation, I feel there's a lot leaning in to do over the next few months as well, because my life's kind of very, I'm kind of moving into being much more of a, a nomad. So, um, which is totally, I mean, that is going to require a, a hell of a leaning in for me because that's, that's a very different life adventure in itself and the uncertainty that comes with that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in, in all, all, all ways. So yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and thanks for taking the time and being so open and vulnerable. And I think, um, you know, I could definitely relate straight away and I'm sure so many of our listeners are going to relate to that wanting to kind of temper or hold back some of who we are exactly i hope so thank you joe thanks for listening to this episode of in my truth you can find the show notes on my website under the tab podcasts or sarahregalhuth.com forward slash in my truth podcast to stay updated on all of our episodes subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app We cover some pretty intense stuff in our episodes. So if anything is coming up for you, please don't be afraid to reach out for help. In the show notes of every episode, you'll find a list of resources, but good friend Google will always be able to help you depending on where you're located in the world. Remember, you're not alone and there is hope, even though it may not feel that way at times. Talk to someone, a friend or family member and let them support you. Reach out to a professional, do whatever you need to start your journey back to feeling good. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, either publicly or anonymously, head to my website and book in. Once again, it's sarahregalhoof.com forward slash in my truth podcast. Thanks again for being here.